Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Very familiar story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Verse 16 says that these three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And our lesson today is this, but if not, and when your faith refuses to surrender, praise the Lord. Let's pray for the lesson this morning. Lord, we love you today and thank you for that great measure of faith that you've given to all of us. Lord, we know today that you're able to do all things. And God, I pray you'd open our ears and our hearts to receive your word. Let it encourage us, strengthen us. Lord, let it challenge us today and make us better. Let us be more like you, Lord. God, we just ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord for his word. Hallelujah. Thankful. Without the word, there is no faith. You can be seated. Without his word, there would be no faith. And man, I'm glad today that he gave us faith and that measure of faith given to us. Glad that we have power to speak in faith. That we can, uh, the scripture said, if we believe, then we shall be speaking. If we believe, therefore have we spoken. We believe some things. Amen. And when uh, this uh, great story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had been challenged. The king there in that land had uh, set up a, a great image and commanded everybody, this is who you'll bow down and worship. This is where, where your faith will be placed from now on. You're going to worship this idol that I've set up. You're going to do that. When you hear the music playing and everybody, you know, music moves people. And he said, when the people start moving and people are moved by the music and things are going, he said, and you're going to fall down and worship and anybody doesn't do it, go into the furnace. But they said, we're not even going to try to, you know, soft touch this. We're just going, we're not careful about how we're going to answer because there is only one answer for us. We won't do it. <laughs> and uh, But they didn't just say, you know, if we won't do it, they first began to talk about their God that they had faith in. They said, the God we serve, he's able to deliver. He will deliver. But then here's that, but if not. Do you have the kind of faith that you can say, but if not? And it doesn't change how you feel about what God's going to do. But if not, it... Uh, when we walk with God, we have to, there's a requirement in walking with God that we must uh, maintain the right perspective. We've got to uh, be able to uh, have faith that will allow us to face whatever's going on in our life, the current realities of life, but never cease trusting that God will provide a better future. 
You don't have to deny the reality of what you're going through. If someone, if you have a loved one that is in hospice and they're about to leave this world, you don't, you don't have to deny that. Oh, no, no, they're okay. You don't have to deny if you've lost your job or your home is about to be foreclosed on. You, you don't have to deny the reality of what's happening for your faith to be effective. You have to have faith in God despite what you see or what you're going through. You have to be able to have the right perspective that I trust God that he will work things out for my good. No matter how the answer turns, I'm going to have faith in God. I'm going to believe in him and, and that God will provide Somehow this will be a better future for me. And so uh, today, you know, most people, their idea of faith, uh, and it's not even scriptural faith because their faith is the kind of faith that says, I can command God. I'm, I'm, I'm facing some trouble. I'm going to tell God what to do. He's going to ride in like the Lone Ranger, rescue me, provide an answer, and everything will be tied up in a neat little package with a bow on it, and I'll be happy. But there's another side of faith, the, the side of faith that leaves us wondering, why didn't God answer the way that I prayed for? Why didn't God do specifically to the detail what I asked for him to do? And that's the kind of, you know, that, that side of faith is the one that leaves us wondering, well, I prayed for them. Why did they not get better? I prayed for this not to happen, but it happened anyway. Why did things happen uh, differently than what I prayed? Listen, God's answer is always best. Now, sometimes my desires line up with his answer, but sometimes they don't. But God's answer is still best. You know, there are desires that we have to see a different outcome. And we really want God to answer that way. But God sees down the road. God sees the future. God sees, well, I could give you this, but if I do, this is where you'll end up. I think I'll just uh, not give you that. And you have to trust God that what he has decided is what's best. That's the side of faith. Uh, where you can say, but if not, my faith is still going to stand strong. My faith will still not surrender. I'm still going to stick with God even when he doesn't answer me the way I thought he should answer. And when there, there are more than one instance in the book of Daniel where you see faith in this light, where faith is standing against circumstances that you know, people should just know this is going to be the end for me. You know, they knew they were going to a fiery furnace. They knew they watched uh, the men who heated the furnace up die because the furnace got so hot. Uh, they realized that we're probably in the last moments of our life, but that doesn't change what we believe about God. Even though it looks like this is the finality of my life, this is where it's going to stop. And I, I serve a great God and a mighty God, and, and I know he can do all things, but if he doesn't do what I ask, I'm not going to turn my back on him right here at the, the, the edge of this uh, leap of faith right here. I'm not going to say right here, right now, uh, when things get hot, I'm going to stop believing God. But instead, 
I'm going to trust him through it all. The problem that we, we find is that, uh, that we find in this world today is that people, they have faith in faith, but they are lacking in faith in God. And that's different. You can have faith in faith, but faith in faith will leave you brokenhearted and discouraged. Because faith in faith is where you believe if I pray enough, if I fast enough, if I don't miss any services, if, if I'm doing everything the scripture says for me to do, that bad things won't happen to me and God will always act in the way that I instruct him. First of all, we don't instruct the Lord. Uh, no matter how uh, great in faith we get, we don't command God. We don't force his hand. We don't uh, tell him go here and go there. He's the potter. We're the clay. He's the creator, we're the creation, and uh, the servant is not greater than his master. So we, we realize we don't tell God what to do. But faith in God is confidence in the character of God. That's when uh, we have this perspective and uh, that we have this strength uh, inside of us knowing that it comes from the Lord that no matter what we're facing, we're going to be all right. We're going to thrive even in the midst of our trial. Do you know that you can still be happy in the midst of your trial? That things don't have to always be right, perfect in line for you to have joy, for you to, for you to rejoice. The Bible says to rejoice in the Lord. So, so the Lord's with us in everything. He said, I won't leave you even in trouble. So I'm going to rejoice in the Lord no matter what I'm going through. I don't want to ever lose my faith in God. I want to make sure that uh, I have the right perspective that, uh, again, just remember, uh, we have this perspective that allows us to face our current reality, no matter what it is, without denying it, without trying to paint it in a different light. It's okay. We're going to go through things. Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulation." Count it not or think it not strange the fiery trial that is to try you. We have an enemy, a roaring lion, going about seeking whom he may devour. We have trouble on every hand sometimes. It happens. Sometimes we're surrounded and it seems like nothing, nothing in the world is going right. But that ain't got a thing to do with your walk with God. Man, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were not in their homeland. They were captives. They were under the authority of another king, and now they're being commanded uh, by threat of life that, uh, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to die. And yet they still said, we're not going to do it. God is able. God will. But if not, that's the same kind of prayer that Jesus was praying in the garden. He said, oh, if it's possible, let this cup pass. But if it won't pass except I drink it, your will be done. He said, sometimes things are not going to go away unless you drink it. You hear me? Yeah. You can't run. He, the Lord, they, the disciples didn't want that for the Lord. And he said, if I don't drink this cup, if I don't go this route, if, if I don't do these things, how can the scripture be fulfilled? And if I don't do this, how will people be saved? And sometimes uh, we abort miracles and we are we abort our ministries and opportunities because uh, instead of trusting what God is trying to do, we turn our back right there at that 
that crest of, of the mirror. I mean, we're right there. We quit so close sometimes. Uh, uh, just think if they would have said, you know what? I mean, we're in another level. I don't want to die. I don't really believe. You know, we'll explain it away. I don't really believe in this God, but I'm going to save my neck. So I'm going to fall down and worship this thing anyway. And, and they, could have, they could have done that. But they would have been turning their back on God. And we can't sometimes take the easy way out just so uh, we can save our neck. Listen, God will save your neck. Hello? God will save you. You've got to have that kind of faith that says, but if not, I will not surrender. I will not bow. I will not uh, give in to what he's doing. And when we have that kind of faith, faith in God, it also allows us to trust God's timing. And that's a big thing is that, well, I've been praying for this for three years and ain't nothing happened. Well, it might be three more years. Oh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you might not, but that might be. But if you would look back and take inventory of those three years or that time period, whatever it might be that you've been praying, you've been praying, you've been seeking God, you've been faithful, God's been taking care of you. Maybe you don't have that little answer that you're looking for yet, but God has still been faithful. You've been blessed, you've worshipped, you've had great times. And whoever said when we serve God, we won't have uh, hard times. Anybody ever preaches that mess to you, you tell them, hit the road. That's right, mess. That's mess. <laughs> Sometimes you just tell them, man, get that junk out of here. I don't want to hear that. Because that gives you a false idea that, oh, I'll never have any trouble. Whoever said God's people wouldn't have trouble? We're going to have trouble. Man, prophets in the scripture that did nothing but prophesy what God was saying, they killed them. Jesus said, hey, they hate you. Don't be upset about it. They hated me first. So realize sometimes that you're going to have tribulation in this world, but that should not stop your faith. Remember, God is the author and the finisher of your faith. And so you have to remember that, uh, you know, sometimes it don't always happen. We used to sing those song. He might not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. God is an on-time God. And so we remember sometimes that it will be perfect in his timing. God is the author and finisher of my faith. And these three men, these three men of God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they remind us that even when we stand in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace, that we can take the heat because God is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Because we are all ultimately going to confront this decision where we will have the choice to save our own neck and turn our back on God or to trust him. We're either going to have faith in faith or we're going to have faith in God. I want to make sure that I have faith in God. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, we will not serve your gods. We will not worship your image. We're not going to believe in the things that you have set up. I'm not going to give in to the world just because uh, things look like they're not going my way because anytime you're walking with God, I'd rather go God's way than my way. I want my way to be his way. 
That, that's what I want. I want my way to be his way. I want to follow him. I want to live for him. And I want to make sure that I've got the kind of faith that when things are shaken, because this world's going to be shaken. I know, I'm not here just preaching gloom and doom. And man, we're going to have joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. Uh, man, we're going to rejoice in the Lord always. We're going to always be excited about God, and God's going to take care of his people. But if the scriptures are going to be fulfilled, and if we believe this book is going to completely come to pass, you better know that there's some hard times coming for the people of God. But where will our faith be? Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? Am I still going to find somebody standing, somebody that who will endure until the end, somebody whose love has not waxed cold because iniquity has abound? Is there going to be anybody still standing at the edge of the furnace saying, but if not, I want to have that kind of faith where I say, but if not. I love this, just these verses of scripture right here about this part of that story because it, it helps us to, to understand some things about faith. And one of the greatest, you know what, what we do when we believe in God? We put a lot of pressure on ourselves if we're not careful. If we have faith in faith, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because faith in faith demands that you always have the answer. But when we have faith in God, it takes the pressure off to have the answer. When I realize that God's in control, I don't have to have the answer. Now listen, the ultimate answer to any situation is the Lord. But that don't always mean that's the specific answer. I can give you the ultimate answer. I just can't always give you the specific answer. That's why I can say, God will work it out. How? Oh, I don't know how. I just know that God will work it out because God works all things for our good. So I know that God is faithful. I know God is true. I know God cannot lie. I know God is going to always be God. God's not going to act outside of himself. He's not going to act outside of his word. He's got a, his word. He, he sticks to his word. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his people. I can tell you all the great things about God, but I cannot tell you exactly how he's going to work your situation out. But I can tell you this, that if you turn your back on him and don't have faith, you'll never find out. <laughs> That's the truth. You know, quit, you know, we used to say quitters never win. You know, you, you, when you quit, you, you, there's no victory there for, for a quitter. You never see the answer if you turn your back on God. I'd rather stand still and see. Remember we preached that a few weeks ago? I'd rather stand still and see what God is going to do. So I'm not pressured to have the answer. I don't have to. And, and, and don't let nobody uh, make you feel like that you have less faith than you ought to have because you don't know how God's going to work it out. You're not always going to be given the answer of how it's going to work. You know, I remember when uh, just young in ministry and I was at Brother Bart's church and, and one of this elder saints, she was so sweet and she she said, my brother's at home. They sent him home. He's got cancer. They said, he's going to die, but I, you know, I, I believe if you'll go pray for him, he's going to live. Oh, I hate that. Now, I don't hate praying for people, but she is putting all her eggs in this basket. <laughs> and I went and prayed for that man, and I prayed for God to heal him, and he died a week later. 
Does that mean God's not a healer? Absolutely not. God's true to his word. But I can't force God's hand. I can't command God what to do for this man's life. And so I, I don't have to have the answers. And it used to, uh, you know, that used to be a, a, a very nervous thing for me when, uh, you know, we would get, our pastor would want to say, hey, go to the hospital and see so-and-so because you think that people are thinking, well, they're going to come in, they're going to have the answer. I don't. I don't understand why he passed away. I don't know why he died, Pastor. Because it's appointed unto man wants to die. And that's the Bible. Guess what? People of faith die. It happens. It doesn't mean we like that. and It doesn't mean that we got to act like it doesn't grieve us or hurt us. Because it does. But still, that happens. That happens to people of faith. That happens in people's lives. And we've got to remember that I don't always have or, you know, the answers of what God is doing. You know, how do you reconcile your faith in God as a healer when in spite of everything you pray, they leave the world anyway? You go back to his word and you find out that our life is but a vapor that appears a little while. We realize there's going to be some that sleep in Christ because the dead in Christ arise first. We realize that leaving this world, dying, passing away, that's part of living. And from the time you're born, every breath you take, you're a breath closer to leaving the world. That's just the fact. But we push that aside and we live our lives to the fullest. And that's what you should do. Just live life knowing that I don't know when God will call me home. Amen? I know. Ooh, wow. Ouch, Pastor. Oh, man. Sunday school, you slapping us around already. Oh, just listen. Get this. You get this kind of faith in God where you can say, how many people enjoy living for God? Do you love living for God? Do you want anything to happen to make you not live for God? Then have faith in God and not in faith. Because there ain't no tragedy that could happen that I would want it to remove me from living this life. But many times people do walk away from God when tragic things happen. But it's because they had faith in faith and they did not have faith in God. Listen, I want to have faith in Him. Walking with God is about living. We live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We, We realize that. But it is also being prepared to die in faith. 2 Timothy 4, look what Paul said, a great man of faith. I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So walking with God is not just about living in faith. It's about dying in faith. We don't just live in faith. We finish in faith. We want to make sure at the end we can say, I have kept the faith no matter what came my way. Now, you, you could go back and look at Paul's life and, and read about the things that he went through, shipwreck and beatings and the betrayals and all the things that happened to him in his life, and yet he said, I still kept the faith. I held on to God. When things were going wrong, I held on to God. When you start in Hebrews 11, that, that chapter of faith, You'll read first about Abel and then Enoch and then Noah and then Abraham and Sarah, all about their stories of faith. You'll read all about their, the faith they had, the miracles they saw because of that, 
the th great things that happen because of faith. And then Hebrews 11 and 13, it sums them up and said, and these all died in faith. When they took their last breath, holding on to God because they believed in God. They had faith in God. In uh, Hebrews 11 and 22, it says, by faith, Joseph, when he died, when he died, because people of faith will leave the world. Today, I believe today, it's, it's 11 years ago that Sister Everhart passed away. And what a great woman of faith. But her time was done. And she left. It. But I haven't forgotten the things that she said or prayed over me or, or the great food I ate sitting around her table. I remember all the great things about her. She was a great woman of faith. But it was her time to go. And one day it will be our time to face some decision where we're either going to say, mm -mm, I'm backing out, or I'm going to say, but if not. We're going to give our faith. Give your faith a chance. Your faith in God a chance. Faith, uh, your faith will always be saying, no, don't quit, don't give up, don't throw in the towel. Faith will always say, let's keep walking. Faith is about walking. Faith is about living. Faith wants to go on. And if you'll just listen to faith, your faith in God. That's why the Lord prayed for Peter. I prayed for you that your faith fails not. I don't want your faith to quit. You might be hurt. You might be heartbroken. You might cry. But I don't want your faith to fail because I need you a little bit down the road. In a little over 50 days, I'm going to need you, Peter. I'm going to have to have you. So I need you. And that, I want that. I want to have that kind of faith, that, number one, where... I, I'm not pressured to have the answers, that I have faith in God, and then that I can always say God is able. No matter what I'm facing, God is able. And this is where we place our faith boldly in God's Word. You've got to believe His Word. No matter what's going on, you've got to believe the Word of God. Listen, if we don't have faith, we, we don't have anything We've got to have faith, and faith comes by the Word. I've got to believe the Word no matter how incredible it might seem for what I'm facing. I've still got to believe God's Word. We were uh, talking just uh, the other day. Jake was telling me about a guy. They, they went and looked at his roof, and uh, they were talking to this man, and a couple of years back he had COVID, got in his lung, got COVID pneumonia, and he was in the hospital, and he was by himself, and and he said he's laying there and he started thinking about life, about his family, his children, his grandchildren. He said, I, I don't want to die. He said while he was laying there in that hospital bed, he, he said he started praying, God, you know, heal me. I want you to heal me, God. I want you to heal my body. And he said he felt just a warmth come over his chest area and over his body. And, and, and he was there. You know how when people went in the hospital with COVID pneumonia, they're there. And the next day, the doctor was like, we don't know how, but we're sending you home today because you're better. And, man, that's that, that's that kind of, uh, you know, have faith that God is a healer, that you can say, by his stripes, we are healed. And just don't say, well, but the doctor said, I'm going to be here for another week. But God, in just a moment of time, can touch your body and bring you right out. Don't be afraid to declare God's word and be bold about what God said in his word. Faith is recognizing that God, he, he cannot act contrary to his word. 
He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He, he is bound by what he has spoken. He can't say, well, I, yeah, I know I said that, but I'm, I, I can't do it. God can do it. And when I pray, and we should pray that God will do it. Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him that is able, that is able to do, to do. He is able to do. I, I just like, I don't have to go no farther. Now unto him which is God, that is able to do. He's able to do it. So no matter what I see, God is able. No matter what I'm praying about, God is able. There is still nothing too hard for the Lord. If when my faith is in God, when I can trust God, the Bible says I can be like Mount Zion, that cannot be removed but abides forever. Friend, let me tell you, you can be steadfast and solid you don't have to worry about losing out with God. Just trust him and know that God is able. But remember, but if not, but if God doesn't heal that loved one, if God doesn't bring that loved one in, if God doesn't save your job or save your house, whatever, if God doesn't do that, he's still God, and there's a reason why. You may not know why, but there is a why, and God understands it all, and that's uh, something that we have to trust God with. Trust Him with the unknown. Don't destroy your walk with God by things you can't explain and things that you're not supposed to know about. Go ahead and live by what you know. Knowing this, sometimes the scripture would say, you'll say, knowing this, and, and as you know, and therefore, because you know, many times they would remind the believers, you know this stuff. Being confident of this very thing. It would say things like that to remind us that you know how God is. Sometimes what you're going through will try to blur that, try to mess that up and, and mess your mind up so that uh, you can't understand it. But we can say God is able. and We can boldly declare his word. In Mark 16 and 18, it tells us that, we'll, well, I'm not taking no surface. I ain't picking it up. If, but if I have to, I'll be all right. And if they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Don't ever not pray for somebody because you're unsure that God, well, well I guess if you're unsure, you maybe you shouldn't be praying. But don't ever, you know, you, we've got to get it. It's like, I don't know if God will do it. It's not about knowing. God won't always tell you, hey, go pray for him. I'm going to heal him. But the word says we can lay hands on the sick and I can obey the word by faith and have faith in God that God will be true to his word. But still, my faith cannot supersede God's plan. And if God is like, I love them more than you do and I want them here because down the road there's something else that they can't handle. I, I, this is their time. They finished their course. You don't know that, and you're praying in faith. God's not going to penalize you for praying in faith when he's already got another plan in action. But we need to pray in faith and believe God. The Scripture tells us that the prayer of faith will save the sick. Man, quote those Scriptures. Pray that word. And whenever it looks like this is going on, you know, I'm going to pray that God will move, but if not, I'm still going to believe God. Man, if, if people walked away from God every time a prayer went unanswered the way they wanted it, 
nobody would be serving God today. You ever prayed something a very specific, certain way, and God said, nope? And you know he said, nope, because it went completely different from what you prayed. But then down the road, did you find out that, I, I, I ain't much on uh, country music, but there's an old song that said, I thank God for unanswered prayers. You know, uh, the Lord, sometimes the Lord knows, mm-mm, boy, you, that's your flesh praying, and man, it don't know uh, right from wrong, so uh, I'm going to step in and, and just veto that one because uh, no. And then you see down the road, God had something greater for you, something better, something that you needed to have. So, God, you're able. You, you will deliver. I mean, he didn't even say God can. He said God will deliver us because He's got a different perspective that deliverance, let me, let me get this. When he said God will deliver, he knew that deliverance was, was, more, was, was more than just being able to walk out of the fire or walk away from the fire. He knew that deliverance was either walking out or waking up. What do you mean? I mean, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And this is what these boys knew, that if, hey, either he's going to walk us away or out of that fire, or he's going to wake us up in his presence, God will deliver. Not he might, God will deliver. So he didn't handicap himself by saying, God can get us out of this fire and leave it stuck to just the fire. He said, listen, God is going to deliver us out of your hand. He will deliver us. It's going to happen. God's able and he will because whether we burn up or whether we walk away, we're going to be with the Lord. And they was with the Lord in this instance. They were with the Lord in the midst of the fiery furnace and they walked out and were promoted in the land. And God got a great victory that day. And people saw and the king saw, wow, there ain't no God that can deliver after this sort. Uh, there's no God like the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and so as a believer our deliverance comes whether we live or we die when we see the plan of God clearly uh, we have to see it from the standpoint of eternity we live every day in the light of eternity knowing one day we're going to live I mean we're going to live forever death is just a, a transition into eternal life that's what it is somewhere and so uh, we understand that our faith is not lessened by what happens today in this present realm that we live in because we're not just looking at this, we're looking at eternity. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In other words, what's going on here is working for my eternity. He said, while we look not at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen, because the things we see are temporary, but the things that we don't see, they are eternal. So what you see happening right now, whatever trouble you're in, that's not for eternity. That's temporary. Now, temporary can mean a day, a week, or a year, or whatever length of time it wants to be, but it's still temporary in the light of eternity. 
And so we have to realize that this light, that's why he said it's a light affliction. It's just a moment in God's sight. And that's the way I want to see it. I want to see this thing through God's lens. I want to have that perspective that God has and believe that, look, no matter what's going on right now in this present time, God is still faithful. God is still God. And if God doesn't answer the way that I want him to answer, he's still God. And so, you know, uh, and again, we'll we'll just go to the the, the next statement that he made. He said, uh, but if not, because we've talked about he is able, he will deliver. But if not, man, faith in what God does, we have to have faith in what God does, don't we? But you also have to have faith in what God doesn't do. It's easy to say, well, I don't have faith in what God does. God did that. God did that. But have you ever said God didn't do that? Sometimes what he doesn't do is what helps us the most. And so I can't just have faith in what I can see and the miraculous that I can see, but I have to have faith in the miraculous that I can't see. That's the truth. Listen, he's saying, but if not, what he's telling this king is that if God doesn't get me and turn me around and walk me away in your sight today, that's all right. It won't change my faith in him. I may not know why it happened like this, but I know there is a why. And when I open up my eyes looking at him, I'll ask him. But, uh, but right now, I'm not going to do, there is nothing that can make me turn my back on this faithful God. I'm going to trust God regardless. That's the most powerful, listen, the most powerful part of our faith is learning to embrace God's sovereignty. That he is the supreme, all-knowing authority. Whatever God decides is right. It doesn't matter whether I understand it or not. If God decides, it doesn't matter if it fits my bill. You know, if I'm thinking, hmm, this is not what I was thinking. It doesn't matter if it fits my theology, my theory, or anything. God is right about everything. God never speaks anything that's wrong. He doesn't lie. He's not confused. He's, He's never stumped. Whatever God says is right, whatever God does is right, and he is beyond question in that area. It doesn't mean we don't ever say why, but but he's beyond question because he's not accountable to us. God is the supreme. He is the Lord God Almighty. And trusting in his sovereignty, it, it will supersede what you see, what you understand, or what you can explain. Trusting God's sovereignty is not just trusting his power, but it's trusting his plan. You know, we, we love to, to quote Jeremiah where he said, I know the plans I have for you. I know the thoughts I think toward you. And, and so we're like, yeah, God's got a plan for me. God's got a plan for me. We always believe that while everything's just going smooth. But as soon as things start shaking, well, God, this can't be part of your plan. Why not? The step, hey, God's, the Lord told him, said, let's go get into a boat and go to the other side. Oh, yeah, man, we, we love a good boat ride, especially with the Lord. Halfway across while he's taking a nap, the boat starts tossing and turning with the storm and the boat's filling up with water. 
And they're like, don't you care? Don't you care that we perish? Amen. The storm was all part of it. I knew the storm was coming. But I knew that I was with you. How come you didn't remember I was with you? Why, why were you so ready to bail out and, and, and you know, think that I don't love you anymore, that I don't care for you anymore? You think I would just put you in danger to die? So peace be still. Oh, wow, look at that. Wow, look at what he, yeah. Same God that I was on the other side when I was feeding multitudes and raising the dead and healing the sick. Same God. Same God that's called you and loved you and watched after you all these times. And, and I can't even take a nap. I can't even take a little nap because y'all freaking out. I don't want to wake God up from his nap if he's napping. <laughs> I think I'll just ride it out. Uh, I won't be the one to say, hey, uh, Peter wants you. Oh. <laughs> Pass the buck, amen. No, look, I want to have that kind of faith that says, look, my faith's not going to change regardless of the answer. Because I want to see him, because I know that I'm going to see him one day. I'm going to be with him one day. Romans 8 and 28 says, we know all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so we are the called according to his purpose. All things work together for our good. Even the things that we didn't pray for, even the things that God answered differently, it's working for your good. You've got, I've got, we've got to trust God. We don't want to just survive in this world. We want to thrive. We want to believe that there is a final plan, a final answer. Um, we survive and thrive when we have faith in the end of our story. He's the author and the finisher of our faith, right? Yeah, we, 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 don't, we don't just, uh, uh, you know, live for God in, in one place, but it's, it's about the beginning. That's where we start with him, but the middle and the end. Just like Paul said, I, I, I fought and I finished. I finished this thing. I'm ready to be offered. It's about the end of the story as well. And I'm living for the end. I'm living for the end of this present time, but I'm living for eternity because I want to hear him say, well done. But if I bail out in this present, I don't get the eternity that I want. I can't just say, well, I believed in him for a couple of years and then I went and did my own thing. So I'll, I'll no, I've got to finish my course I've got to stick with him. And so I've I got to stay with him from the beginning, in the middle, and the end. Because he's the same yesterday at my beginning. He's the same today, which is the middle, and forever, which is the end. He's going to be the same. I need to be the same. I need to have the same faith I had when, man, when that Holy Ghost first hit me, when I was so on fire for what God was doing in my life, before anything come and jumped on me. I need to still have that kind of faith that says, God, if, it used to be, if man, if God can save me, he can do anything. You remember feeling like that? And then a little later down the road, why did God save me? Because evidently it's just meant to be trouble on me all the days of my life. <laughs> but you're going to have to have that kind of faith that Job had. 
We said that I came into this world with nothing. Job 1 and 21, I'm going to finish up right around here. He said, naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked will I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Even though God took away, he's still blessed. He's the giver and the taker. At um, Job 9 and 12, he said, God takes away, and who can hinder him? And who will say unto him, what are you doing? Or what doest thou? Who, what, what are you doing, God? God knows what he's doing. Moses said in one place, he said, you need to know today and consider it in your heart that the Lord, he's God in heaven above and earth beneath. That's, that's who he is. And there is none else. There's no authority above him in heaven or earth. It's him. That's him. And one day we're going to see him. You can stand with me this morning. Honey, you can come to the music. In Revelation 21 and 4, it says, And God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain, for the former things are passed away. One day, we won't pray anymore. The old song said, My faith will end in sight. We'll get to that, that Beulah land. I'm going to get there where my faith will end in sight. And God's going to wipe away all the tears. There'll be no death, sorrow, crying. Won't be about that anymore. But, but to get there, I got to trust Him here. I got to be able to say, but if not, I've got to make sure that my faith isn't going to surrender. I've got to trust Him with my life and to trust him you know, with my life I, I can't micromanage God I've just got to let him have his way all the time God have your way God have your way really have your way Lord as long as it don't make me cry have your way Lord as long as it don't make me feel bad as long as I come out smiling and shouting, Lord, have your way. But sometimes, sometimes God answers in ways that bring tribulation. Because tribulation works patience. Patience, experience. And experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. And God knows sometimes that you need to grow. And you need to mature and you need to learn to trust him. These, these temptations that come our way always come with everyone, always come with a way of escape. It ain't like you got a, a package and it says, oh wait, there's something missing. When tribulation comes, it always comes. The Lord said, but God is faithful who will with the temptation make a way of escape. What Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego knew before that scripture was ever written that God had a way out. Whether it was through divine deliverance or through losing their life because 
they would be with him. So you can trust today that God's got the right answer for you. So no matter what's happening, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. But trust God. Believe God. And say, but if not, I'm still going to stick with you, Lord. I'm not going to surrender. Let's pray.